Look, unless Chris Rock is going to the Ronda Rousey school of wrestling, that was not <laughs> pro wrestling, dude. He no sold the shit out of that. <laughs> that was all real. That was that stage. And also, welcome to a take under where we are all friends and we don't slap the shit out of each other. <laughs> not when we're sober, anyway. <laughs> Uh, no, we've actually never fought. We might need to at some point, actually. I think the closest we ever had was that just that drunken argument. In nah, the I wasn't even close to fighting you then, dude. <laughs> See, you didn't come after, like, anybody I actually care about. You've been talking shit about <laughs> Bret Hart or Sting we might have had to throw down. And I don't think I would have liked the result if that were the case. Uh, but yeah, welcome back to Take Under. <laughs> Oh man, uh, it's been a while, and yes. a lot of things have happened. Yes, totally. We and we were super stoked, and we were like had some good momentum, and then it just all fell apart. But that's neither here nor there, and there has been a lot of really good wrestling in the meantime. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you've been watching AEW at the very least. That's really good. Impact is killing it. They are my personal fave. I have, I have become an Impact person, which apparently is a thing. Uh, NXT, not so much, but it's there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, since there's so much stuff that has happened, because the last time we recorded was our Revolution preview, which was almost a month ago now. <laughs> uh, so I figured what better way for us to just kind of catch up with each other and talk wrestling again, other than to just talk about the shit that we love the most. So we're going to have a draft. As we're wont to do, since we didn't do one in our last episode of uh the fi- of our favorite things, it could be a person, feud, match, storyline, specific promo, anything you want to throw in here of the last three or four weeks that have happened. Um, I'm gonna do a number generator, and did you have the pick last time? I think I had the pick last time. Okay, so I'm gonna call it. We're gonna say two. It's one. All right, you go ahead. <laughs> The the all-important thing that we all know now. <laughs> I can hear it in your voice, too, because it's what we've been wanting for so long. Is La Mera Mera. <laughs> is Thunder Rosa is the new AEW's women's champion. And thank God. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. May the reign of DMD finally be done. I will bring up that, give credit to her on some of her Twitter things that she responded to after the match. But, yeah, Thunder Rosa is the champ now, and she deserves it. And I can't wait for her to defend it against every other woman that's on this thing and actually be a real champion. Um, But one thing I gotta say is, someone please, please, pretty please, cut Vicky Guerrero's mic from now on. (laughs) That hurt my ears yeah, so and much. She, I mean, look, I will say that she served her purpose. She did. She was. She had a purpose. It was getting Nyla comfortable. And after seeing Nyla's promo on Friday, she's there. We don't need her anymore. And I'm yep. completely on board with you. Like, I know other people, Liz included, like love Vicky Guerrero, and I just don't see it. The only reason that we know who she is is because who her husband was. And this is, like, someone who was from El Paso, seeing her there, and, like, that whole segment after Thunder Rosa really upset me, so I don't really want to concentrate on it. It sucked. Whatever. 
Nyla's promo actually kind of saved it. Um, yeah, again, it just goes back to Tony Khan being antagonistically bad at booking women's wrestling. That like now we have this amazing champion we've been wanting this whole time. Here's her first time to shine, and then no, we don't get to see that. Yeah. But I, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people didn't like that match with Britt, the one where she actually lost it in the cage match, especially because it was so like uh, obvious that they were going to lead to a cage match. But I actually really enjoyed it. I think it called back to their rivalry really well, especially even like. I think it would have played better if their rivalry hadn't been a year ago and if Tony Khan wasn't so bad at booking women's wrestling. Like, yeah. people would have really got the connection in a lot of these spots more often. It would have gave more sense to those tacks, and it would have, like... I know people are talking crap about the no-selling and stuff like that, but whatever. Like, Britt is the Charlotte of this promotion. She's not gonna just lie down for anybody like that. The fact of the matter is we have our women's champion now, the women's champion that we wanted... And everybody should just be happy about it. I know the next day was a snowstorm in Colorado, and I was driving 20 minutes at 60 to 80 degree, 60 to 80 miles an hour on the fucking highway, just bumping Thunder Rosa, dude. It was amazing. <laughs> the next day, I felt so awesome about wrestling. I was, I'm so happy that Thunder Rosa is our champ in AEW, and I feel like I can finally, I, I finally have an alternative because this is where their women's division should start to kick it up a notch. Yeah, I totally agree. It took a long, windy road all the way to get there, but we're finally here. Yeah. And thank God, because we all needed this pit stop and <laughs> finally to relieve ourselves, because, yeah, so glad she's the champ. Um, I will admit that I don't know, I don't understand why people complain about anything about the match. The match, I thought, was great. Uh, I, I agree with you with Eve. She is the Charlotte of this, of the, of this division. Even though I don't think she matches to that level, oh, she's but not that's the what talent. she is. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, yeah. she's not the talent. Yeah, and all that stuff. But also the tax, yeah, that harks back to their lights out match and things like that. The fact that people don't even believe that those were real, I was like, I'm so glad that like um, Britt did respond to that on Twitter. And also Aubrey Edwards because she had it stuck yeah. in her hand. Dude, when I was because, watching I was that like, match, I saw how hard she was hitting that mat. That was crazy. She goes all out. I was like, she's all like, I'm all about this. Like this is this is <laughs> this is real. The same thing. Yeah. So kudos to them. Just enjoy the wrestling. Stop getting upset about everything. You you can have your opinions on things, and I know I go off on a bunch of stuff, but we have our champion. We want be happy. There's sunshine out. The weather's okay. Bump that music. Like, <laughs> just don't go crazy. Uh, I, and one thing before I go up, before uh, the next is, yeah, Vicky, uh, in all, res all due respect to Eddie Guerrero, man, I love Miss the Guy, Latino Heat, everything. But even my brothers, while we were watching when she came out, they were cracking up and like, oh, I felt bad for Eddie. Like, cause, you, cause it just so it scares me. It was just yeah. so bad. Yeah, like, yeah, I, whatever. I don't even want to concentrate on that. I'm glad Thunder Rosa is champion. Uh, moving on to my first pick, I, I think I'm gonna go against my better judgment with the pick that I want to make because it's the I'm gonna go with a pick that I kind of have to make because it's something that I've been wanting for so long. I've been calling for it on this podcast, on Basics Guide to Women's Wrestling for years, maybe since we started both of these podcasts, which is right around the same time. 
but Adam Cole belt collector is the <laughs> fucking best thing about wrestling in this last week where he shows up on Wednesday and steals Adam Hangman Page's belt, shows up on Friday and steals the Lucha Jurassic Express's belt. And now, as should be, the elite, the undisputed elite, supposedly, is their trademark name. Uh, once again, possesses. They don't have. They possess all the gold, and possession is nine tenths of the law. So I'd like to see those guys <laughs> claim that it's their championship. When I saw that happen, I couldn't stop smiling, and I just want them to come out in undisputed garb and be like, "We have all the gold." Like, <laughs> oh, I so want that so bad. It yeah. just made me smile so much watching that. Cracking up, like, oh, these guys are awesome. Like, this is Tony. I mean, I don't, I, I'll give him credit when I can. And but this is Tony Khan booking for other people. Like, this is totally, and I don't know if this is also part of like Red Dragon, and this is what made Undisputed so good when they were in NXT because they're really fucking, fucking funny. But <laughs> them all together, like, this is totally at least feels like more of an NXT kind of storyline with this championship and with the way that they were. And obviously they were a faction then, even though they were before on the Indies too, but oh man, like thank you for having this in here for all of us black and gold refugees who don't have (laughs) a place to go anymore, I guess. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, my next one, it's kind of a little out of the ballpark. And this is just me hoping, because this is how much stuff has happened. I hope I'm correct on this. Or might be wrong. Maybe the time is wrong. Whatever. I'm just drafting this. <sighs> is Ring of Honor is, is alive and well, because Tony Khan owns it. And we're also going to, they're going to move stars from AEW to show up on Ring of Honor to help it like a developmental. Which, please, please, copy the black and gold format and just do it that way. Have amazing matches, good storylines, and developing these amazing talents. Please just do that. I'm I'm so hoping this is what's going to happen. From what I understand, at least like reading a lot, it seems like black and gold was copying Ring of Honor. So if that is the case and it just like jumps over here, I would be perfectly fine with that. Oh, whatever you, it takes. <laughs> yeah, have we already talked about all the shit that's happening on Friday? Oh, what shit happening on Friday? So this this weekend is WrestleMania weekend, and there's like WrestleCon, and basically all the wrestling fans are descending upon Dallas, Texas. Correct. So in that, I don't know if they're all in the same city, but this weekend, Impact is having multiverse of matches matches with New Japan. Um, GCW has a pay-per-view. SmackDown so does... is on. Rampage is on. So does um, Joey Janela is throwing his own event. And then there's like three or four. I think Warrior has a pay-per-view. And two or three other places have events going on on Friday. So that's like at least five solid ones. And then like six or eight if you want to start stretching. Really good wrestling events. I have no idea what I'm going to watch, dude. Well, also, there's the Ring of Honor pay-per-view hanging yeah. going on, too. That, that's the yeah. inaugural one coming back. And so, like, that's the one I kind of want to watch because Tony Khan's been so good at pay-per-views lately. And he's also throwing out this, con- this not challenge, but this claim that nobody does pay-per-views better than him on Busted Open the other day. Which, like, 
That's a bold claim, and yep. given the past two, I can't really refute it. If he can do that on another promotion completely separate, which I saw the card a little bit ago on Fight TV, it doesn't look that impressive right now. If that event ends up being really good, I'm probably going to end up watching that and Multiverse of Matches on Friday. That's what I'm thinking I'm leaning towards right now. But I, I'm excited for it for sure. We also got, what, Stand and Deliver too, right? Mm, no. Or is that taking place just on a regular day? No, that is on Saturday. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that happens Saturday on in the afternoon, I think. It starts before WrestleMania does. Oh, Jesus. All right, cool. <laughs> so with my other pick that I wanted on the board, I'm going to take this one from you. Not as good as, or probably not as much as I like Thunder Rosa, but I know you love this dude, and I got to draft Jonah in Impact. He's been... <laughs> fucking killer here and like i didn't see any of this in nxt and he was the kind of the same monster but they never really let him like be i don't know if they just never really let him be who he was before but from his promos that match with pco the promo i think out coming out of that and then the one this week where he's gonna fight ishii at um rebellion his eyes, like when PCO came back to, he's just, the way he destroys people, I just, I love Jonah right now and everything <laughs> that he's doing in Impact, dude. He, uh, I'm so glad you're enjoying them because I love them in NXT. Yeah. I just felt bad for him when he ever got momentum going, then they would change his look or they try to change his gimmick or change something about it. Like he went through so many changes. I was like, that just, just let him be who he is. Like he likes calling it the tsunami when he drops on somebody. Like the screen shakes when he steps. Like he's all about it. Like kudos to him for to accepting all those changes. Yeah. But man, he's he's just fantastic. I don't think he's as agile and and moves as my my favorite wrestler. But like he <laughs> still dominates that. I wish the, those two would be together like as a tag team or duke it out once in a while, but yeah. we'll see what happens. Remember, um, it was an early joke from our podcast, but what was the name of... Remember that tag team that was in NXT that was like uh, MK13 or something like that? <laughs> it was a long, a long time ago. Don't, don't, don't go. Both of those dudes were from Australia or from New Zealand, New Zealand, whichever one Jonah's from. I'm pretty sure it's Australia because I don't think he has the New Zealand accent that I really like. Yeah, um, um, he's from Australia. Okay, yeah. So both of those dudes were from Australia too, and they were the Mighty Don't Kneel, so M T M K D, but they were M K thirteen or whatever in. Uh, in NXT, long story short, I used to refer to them as MS-13. This was right around the Trump was around. Anyway, <laughs> or long story long. And then, now he's, te- he's tag teaming with those guys. One of those guys was Shane Thorne, slap nuts in Retribution. I'm so glad that I get to see Shane Thorne in another promotion with someone that I like, too. I think they're going to be tag teaming together in uh, New Japan. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he has allies elsewhere, and he's... Look, just today, too, he tweeted out that uh, he's glad that Zack Sabre Jr. won the New Japan Cup because he wants to go over there and beat the crap out of the scrawny ass. <laughs> and like, hell yeah, dude, you want to fight Zack Yes, I want to see that match. I want to see him wrestle everybody right now, except for maybe Jay White because I, wanna, I don't want to see Jay White get tsunamied. <laughs> oh, man, that's fantastic. Oh, I got to watch this stuff now. I got to catch up. 
Uh, all right. So <laughs> my pick, just because I know you're gonna end up liking this this wrestler too, just like they convinced you and everybody else. <laughs> um, is man, do I love this faction with William Regal uh... and the American Dragon and Moxley? <laughs> It's just so damn good. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and William Regal behind them. That just makes it perfect for me. That just gives me nostalgia from NXT. I can trust them. I know they're not going to fuck this up in my head. That's how I feel. Like, I, 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 I'm like, I seriously have like a warm blanket and I got cocoa and I'm just enjoying this and I got a big old smile on my face. Like, that's 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 how much I'm enjoying this new faction, and I can't wait to see who they actually bring on. That whole scene with Wheeler Yuta, like that, that was awesome. I was like, oh, like he wants to see that intensity. He doesn't want to see uh, respect, gratitude. He wants to know if he can handle being with them. I was like, oh, damn, here we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, that so good. I can't remember their appropriate name or something, That's or their cool like. Combat club. Okay. It's such a That's cool, cool name. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. Like, I would you say it about them turning me on him? I think I'm actually gonna avoid it, and I don't think I'm ever gonna actually be on on with him. Uh, Mox, obviously, I'm referring to. But when he said that that name, I was like, oh shit! I don't know that I could have ever come up with a cooler name than that, dude. That's so cool. I so want a hat and a shirt with yeah. that on it. <laughs> there's uh, there's also like people. I think I saw somebody float it, and I don't think it was any in any official capacity, so I doubt it'll happen. But Jamie Hader in that would be fucking rad. Um, oh, they do need true. to expand to some sort of woman, and I I think she'd be the perfect her or her or legit Layla right now because the way that legit's like going around crushing Red Velvet and Statlander with like <laughs> any without any remorse for them, I think she'd fit in good with them. But I love that name. I also love the name that uh, Moxley referred to Brian uh, Danielson as the perfect wrestler. That's so fucking. <laughs> Just on point, dude. He's the best wrestler on the planet. Like, as soon as he came back from being retired, and then definitely when he came to AEW, he's just proven that over and over again. So, yeah, I love that. I This is one of the ones that was on my list here of pre-draft things because you included in this, you get Regal. And, at, dude, Revolution, like, I know a lot of the AEW people loved it. I, I was kind of... I was really half-hearted into it. Like, I really wasn't that bought into it. And even that match, I thought was going to be the match of the night. I wasn't that into it when it was happening. And then fucking Regal shows up. And I was yep. like, of course. This, this, like, promotion out of nowhere just seems to pull some sort of WCW shit out of their ass. And I'm like, all right, I'm fucking back in, dude. Like, yes, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> oh, man. I was so happy that he was there. And then... His promo when he was on Dynamite the next Wednesday, I know he went on long and he had to apologize to somebody in the back for going on too long, but I don't care. Him with Shivani, like, that is the shit that I love to see wrestling for. Like, the people who have either been here around or, like, seen seen these guys forever. Like, I, yeah, I was just really happy with all, all the Regal stuff so far. We were there at the war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh-huh. So... I'm going to try and snake another one from you because uh, apparently Impact is going to be my 
uh, Ace of Ooh. My Sleeve in this one. But did you see Impact this week at all? I have not. That's the one that I'm trying to catch up before the next week's episode. All right, so I'm going to spoil the main event for you. I'm sorry. But <laughs> Mickey James and Chelsea Green have had a little bit of a like pseudo program going on for a while. We've already talked about it on here. We even talked about it on our last episode, which, as we established, was almost a month ago. Uh, and we want to see we wanted to see Chelsea and Mickey start hitting off. Well, it didn't actually come to a head until last weekend. Uh, Matt Cardona beat Nick Aldis for the NWA championship. What happened was Chelsea hit Jeff Jarrett, who was special referee in the nuts, ducked out so that he turned around and saw Mickey James and disqualified Nick Aldis. And then Matt, right at the moment that Matt Cardona was tapping. So Matt Cardona gets to keep his NWA championship and Mickey gets screwed as a result of it. None of that really carried over, but it's kind of what's going on in the background. And then Chel- Nikki tells Chelsea last week and again this week, she doesn't want her to interfere in her street fight with Tasha Steeles, even if Savannah Evans interferes. So at some point, obviously Savannah's interfering in that match. Chelsea comes out with the chair, sets it up, and then sits in it and just watches her get beat down. And then Mickey is obviously pissed off after she lost, attacks her. Chelsea gets out of the ring and she's like telling her, oh, you like, you don't need me. I don't need you. Basically, Mickey turns around and Matt Cardona gives her white silence, dropping her to the mat on Mickey Holy James shit. in the middle of the ring. And then Chelsea Green gets in the ring. She hits her with her arm brace, which she reveals was fake. and. Mickey ends up challenging them next week. Uh, yeah, like Cardona attacking Mickey James. When he, when he was in that ring, I was like, oh, fuck, is he actually going to do this? And sure <laughs> enough, he jumped right on her and just dropped her into the ring. Oh, dude, I can't wait for his heel, for their heel stuff to be happening right in Impact. And like, I, like we talked about in that last episode, I'm, I really hope that they get to be that like evil prom king and queen. And it, like when they were, they were standing over Mickey like in the ring afterwards, and I was, it couldn't help but laugh because it's not even the Impact Championship. It's the Digital Media Championship that he has. Digital Media <laughs> World Championship. Sorry. Oh, man. That's, dang. Okay. Yeah, I have to watch that. Yeah, I'm sorry for having to she... spoil it for you. Oh, but it was one of my favorite things in the last week. The recency bias for sure, but I loved it in the last few weeks. Um, dang it. I hope it's uh, Chelsea gets her old persona back. Hot mess. Dang it. I, yes. Yeah. Hot mess. Green. Oh, my God. That'd be great. Oh, oh my God. This. Dang, wrestling's so good right, right. Yeah, like, And it's so good because, I mean, the biggest option isn't really giving us all that, like, isn't giving us anything that we care about, and we can just ignore it and turn to this other stuff that is giving us alternatives right now. I, I feel like NXT was sacrificed for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's, uh, it's like Avatar. <laughs> Whatever, everything's connected. Uh... All right, so before I pick my my last my last one, you still got two I more. I do. Oh well, I got this one and one more, right? Because yeah. I already done three. So yeah. okay. So before I pick my last one, I do want to pay respects, and I'm gonna say, I just want to say pay my respects to 
freaking Razor Ramon yeah. and also to Triple H because Triple H announced his retirement and and it's from wrestling and it's kind of like a Kobe thing with me and him we're like like I hate like I hated you because you were like a villain to me but I respected you because you had talent and you made me freaking give a shit about you because you created the promotion that brought me back to wrestling yeah. so Triple H take care Take care of yourself. I hope this doesn't mean that you're completely out of the wrestling business. I hope somehow you can get back to NXT and bring that back. Or you end up taking over WWE. That would be great. But take care of yourself and your family because heart problems is not something to mess with. Yeah, that that's a debt we can't really repay. I, I didn't really think about that until you, you kind of said it that way. So yeah, I guess thank you for sure because... <laughs> We are fans again of this because I mean I can say for sure you are because of NXT and definitely NXT Black and Gold helped solidify me in, in oh, yeah. a wrestling fan long term again this time around. Uh and yeah, our loss to Scott Hall was part of the reason that we didn't record that week. And honestly, like I didn't know that I was as big a Scott Hall fan as I was until that day, and I just had like. Man, all the stuff that I love about, not all the stuff, but a lot of the stuff that I quote about wrestling, I walk into rooms going, hey, yo, all the time. Like, <laughs> it just really hit me that day of, like, how much Scott Hall has influenced me and how much, like, I've loved his work. And, yeah, I'm definitely going to miss the, him not being around. He was so rad. Uh, Yeah, moving on. What's your next pick? Oh, you got to go pick next? No, you got four, don't you? Or is Triple H's retirement your fourth? Yeah, Triple H oh, okay. and Razor and Razor together. Alright, cool. Also. Um Yeah, I guess that should have been our actual RIP on the top of the schedule on the top of the show, but we didn't <laughs> actually do them, so whatever. Uh let's see here. I can leave this one because I don't think you're gonna choose it. Uh, I'm going to go with something that was super surprising to me, and I didn't think he had it in him, but um, Wardlow's promo on the Dynamite After Revolution was one of the most shocking things to me because I had no idea that he had this kind of work in him, and it was like top five. Like, he went to a top five promo in the business that night alone. And we haven't seen him since. And it's just made me want to watch him more because I loved him. Well, no, we did see him when he wrestled Scorpio Sky, but we haven't seen him since then. We haven't seen him on the mic, I mean. But, damn, like, when he gets in with MJF, I think they're actually going to be able to put on a much better promo than I would have thought initially going into it after knowing that they were going to feud. And Wardlow fucking rules. Like, he's got such a cool look. And this storyline with MJF, I told you at the beginning of the year, I ho I would love for this to be like the worst year of MJF's life, and it looks like that could be that could be arranged given the way that he's starting to react to this Wardlow uh, dismissal. So I, yeah, Wardlow's promo specifically, but Wardlow getting a singles run is definitely what I'm stoked for. Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm so glad he's from out from under that BS with him with MJF or hopefully and turning into like a baby I've considered him more like an anti-hero. He's he's currently the Vegeta of, <laughs> of uh, 
of AEW, and I hope it stays that way. Um, because I nah, really nah, you can't, you can't call him an anti-hero. He's not out here like saying his mom is a whore the way that Gina would talk shit about Bulma. He's out here like saying he's gonna buy his mom a house, dude. That's the babyest of face. He might as well just put like rose on his cheeks right there. Oh, all right. Well, he's Gohan or something. <laughs> there you um, go. but no, that's oh, uh, Hook, I, right? Oh, that is Hook. That is <laughs> totally. Um, I just really want Wardlow to whoop the shit out of what's of the chairman. Like Sean Spears. Sean so, Spears. Get this, dude. You know what? I I don't know if I had it pointed out to me if I just thought about it, but remember two weeks ago I said Sean Spears had turned me around because on that whole it's not over. The symphony powerbomb symphony isn't over. You gotta stop it. They were right, dude. If he hadn't tried to go for the powerbomb symphony, he could have just pinned Scorpio Sky and he would have been TNT champion. <laughs> no. He had to excessively try to kill him, and that cost him. All right. I will see. What? Whatever I want to say to this. All right. For my fifth one, I'll go with this. I am enjoying this team up of Limitless One and Swerve's House. Yeah. Together against FTW or Team Taz, whatever the fuck they are, because I can't fucking stand them. I I want them to fucking obliterate the shit out of them in a tag team match, hopefully soon. Because I, it it those four together would put on a banger of a match, and I'm tired of them, and I'm tired of Team Taz telling everybody like Rampage is ours. You, you fucking keep holding on to that belt for bullshit that no one else can win. And and I also love that they're introducing Keith Lee slowly to everybody, taking their time, making sure they have something going for them. And then you got Swerve Strickland on top of that. Yeah. Holy shit, this is so good. I'm just enjoying it. It just puts a smile on my face, and I can't wait till Keith Lee and Swerve just destroy them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I assume that they're going to have a tag team match at some point. They have to now. It's the next escalation. But, dude, the heels, you really hate the heels in this promotion. I'm just <laughs> thinking about it. Like, every single one you seem to hate, except for House of Black. You, those are the only ones that you're really into. But, yeah. Oh, I, and, uh, well, that is actually, that is true. I do hate the current AEW champion. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only one that's not a heel that you don't like. Actually, okay, so Cole is also the one that you love. But, all right, some of the heels in this really got you hating them. Uh, yeah, I like that, too. I really, actually really like uh, Ricky Starks, and so him working with Swerve was really good. Lee is awesome. Yeah, I, I think that's cool. I love that promo. And, like, seeing all of them with Mark Henry as the, like, going into the main event. Yeah, that was so good. Dude, he just raised his voice to shut him up. Yeah, I've told, and like, but more so, like, just as the visual. And I've told Liz this a couple of times, and I don't know if I've said it on here, but Big Swole changed that company. Nobody's going to give her credit for it. But Big Swole changed that company on her way out with her comments, dude. And, like, either consciously or subconsciously, whether he's trying to combat a narrative or trying to, uh, like, actually prove her wrong 
or whether he is proving her wrong or whether or not she was wrong in the first place. Like, I think she's changing that company because there's no way that we have the amount of diverse talent without her saying what she did on the way out. I give you that. I'm torn between my all-time fave and my new current fave for my last pick. Ooh. I hate... Well, I don't like old people very much. But I think I'm going to go with the old one on this one. And Sting fucking jumping off of turnbuckles and going through that table at Revolution. He's insane, dude. He's fucking 62 or something like that. I, yeah, when he went through the table, I was like, no, what are you doing? And then he showed up on Dynamite the next week and then was fucking hanging out with uh whoever he was that week. But just him in action. The way that also they kind of worked him into it, like this is how you feature your legends talent, the way that they have done with Sting. I there is no better booking for older legends talent than the way that AEW has booked Sting, possibly ever in the history of all time. I'll give you that. I actually recently watched like a, a Monday Night or the Monday Night War documentary, mm-hmm. but it was focused on the Undertaker and sting and showing how each promotion had like their loyal person that they created and one was undertaker for wwf and and sting was a loyal flag bearer for wcw and he always was like that i did not and this is just because i watched wwf more than wcw i did not know that his face paint was colorful before yeah and then it's when he realized that like NWO was doing all of this and he became the silent crow looking dude mm-hmm. that I know and I think is fucking badass that that he carried and became champion and I was like ah I can see why Joseph loves this man <laughs> like he's dope yeah like I didn't really <laughs> like him that much in uh when he had the colorful face paint because that was like again that was when I was watching more WWF at the time and then I we had switched over to WWE more when NWO when the outsiders first showed up. I don't think Hogan had even showed up yet, but me and my brother switched over when the first when they first showed up. And uh Sting hadn't even showed up with his black and white face paint. And when he did, I don't think I had even watched the crow really, because I don't think I was either my parents didn't let me or, or something. I don't think I had even really watched it, but think about how badass that baby face comes in fighting the <laughs> NWO and like me being an impressionable kid. And my brother, who's four years older than me, all his high school friends, like, loved the NWO and DX and, like, all that edgelord shit, dude. So, like, yeah, he was, Sting was my champion back in the day. That's why he, I have a, a – I just love Sting. And he had a, a article come out after – either after or right before Revolution 2 talking about, like, his journey to here. And I think I even almost teared up, like, reading just that, just seeing how far he's come and just kind of the journey that he's taken. But, yeah, I love Sting. He's so great, and I hope he continues to be a factor here. I was thinking about it with the other, with another return that they had here. They have a controversial history, and I want to see them get into a program together. Him and Jeff Hardy is who I'm referring to. <laughs> How do they have a controversial oh, history? Oh, you haven't seen that clip from TNA? No. I'll have to send it to you, but it was during Jeff's, like, really bad periods, and he showed up not suited to wrestle in a match at all. And they were wrestling, I believe for the TNA championship. 
And uh, so Bischoff even had to come into the ring. And I don't know if I believe his was a work or his was like a improv worked because they couldn't they were trying to just buy time for Jeff to like physically be able to wrestle. And uh, Bischoff is he did some work in the ring and then eventually like they start to get the match going. And then Jeff is kind of being a, a shit bag, dude. He's like playing with the crowd a lot like pretending to throw his shirt but not really doing it he's like doing some heel work but he's doing it for like five minutes straight oh and then eventually they start to tangle up a little bit and he's and then jeff's like starts to do more heel work like getting into the ropes and trying making sting break it up and then eventually sting just like wrangles him around scorpion death drops him and then pins him real quick and like it did not look like the finish that was supposed to happen at all and jeff's even (laughs) confused and the ref kind of gets it, and everybody's booing and saying this is bullshit, and Sting's walking up the ramp yelling at the crowd like, yeah, it is. I agree. And you can hear him, oh. like, because the camera's, like, right on him. So you in the clip, you can hear him audibly saying all this stuff. And, uh, yeah, that was the last time I believe they were ever in a building together before Jeff came in to help them out fighting with uh, the, the Andrade uh, faction. So... I want to wow. know. Yeah, I really want them to do something together, whether like it's Jeff making amends or something like that. I also want to see Jeff get into a program with CM Punk because Punk also came out dressed up like Jeff right after Jeff got fired from WWE. Uh, when Punk's ready to go heel, that's what he needs to do. Oh my god, this is so interesting. <laughs> yeah, I gotta find the clip and I'll send it to you. I'm sure it's probably in the Impact, uh, the catalog that we have. Oh yeah, okay. <sighs> wow. <sighs> that's 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 homework now. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I mean anything else that you really want to like bring up and talk about from the last few weeks? Um Oh, okay. I'll bring up I'll bring up this and this is just going to be completely negative. And for those that like to listen to me <laughs> go off on shit, you're welcome. Uh, and this just might be a repetition of something, but why in the fuck is Dan Lambert wearing yeah. a fucking TNT belt? And can this piece of shit just stay in one segment? Like, I don't need you in other places, man. Like, I know you're trying to promote your crew, but even at that point, like, I get it. Like, I'd rather listen to Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky talk on their own. I don't need you. I don't want to fucking hear your voice. And, and you're not even wrestling. Why the fuck do you have the belt? And on top of that, can we just have the undisputed TNT belt made already? Yes. It's so stupid that there's two of these fucking belts for no reason. Well, we were rid the- of it. Scorpio Sky had gotten rid of it. And then this asshat starts wearing it again. Like, yeah. Sammy, you it- know this is... And that's the thing. is This is Sammy's fault, dude. He could have left one of those titles in the back and not carried both of them to the ring. But no. He had to do that for weeks, and now we have to have Dan Lambert with a stupid, shiny metal belt around his waist. Uh, I can kind of see that, but also, it's like, it should just be called the Undisputed TNT belt. That's what they fucking did with everything else. That's, that's what happened with NXT, or not, they didn't call it the Undisputed belt, but that's what happened with the NXT Cruiserweight belt when they had the interim champion and they merged them together. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. Do that with this belt. I'm tired of seeing this. Especially someone that's not wrestling for the damn thing. 
because he's just a shitty fucking mouth that I don't want to fucking hear. He's worse than Vicky. Like, Vicky is at least somewhat entertaining, but yeah, she doesn't need to be there. But fuck Dan Lambert. He's just gross. I uh, guess that's the most polite way for me to say that shit. I, is that he's gross. I was going to say that might be a stretch with the Vicky comment, but no, I, I, I'll fool it by on that. Because, yeah, like, she's been part of wrestling. She's got history here. Yeah. You're fucking MMA. Fuck off. It's just, this is uh, something that I brought up with Liz, too. It's, like, it's almost like these are reversed. If, these were, if this was, like, the actual much better alternative, they would have WWE's women's roster, and WWE would have their roster. Because, like, Braun, uh, Brock Lesnar, Jade Cardgill, there is no difference. Those are the same picture other than, the, other than like, one's a male, one's a female. Paige Van Zandt and, like, Roman Reigns, again, they're the same. They're, like, pretty faces and, like, physical specimens, but they are not people who the majority of, like, actual wrestling fans are going to tune in for. Jade is starting to be an exception because she is starting to transcend, like, what she was doing before, but she's got to get there first. And, yeah, I, like, WWE's women's division has been killing it. They put on a four-woman match the other day. There was Rhea, Zelina, Sasha, and Shayna because they have a four, a fatal four-way tag team title match happening at WrestleMania. They had the better of each of the tag teams in this in this match and it kicked ass all four of them were awesome the AEW doesn't really have that in their women's division right yeah that's true well yeah we, we all know we all know that AEW's women's division is lacking but well, we hope that this is a turning point to improve upon it now that you have I believe a real champion that's gonna gonna wrestle and defend that belt. Yeah. Uh so here's to them hopefully training them <laughs> and getting all these women prepared. Yeah. Ah, oh, Jesus. I gotta Please say... somebody save Dakota Kai, goddammit. That's my last thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, man. I mean, I know that they lost. We'll get into NXT in a second, but I do want to say, like, just kind of some other stuff that we've been just to talk about the stuff that we've really enjoyed. Like, again, to give him credit when it's due, Revolution, I wasn't that bought in on. The Dynamite after Revolution fully brought me back into loving this promotion with, like, the JAS and the King, the Jericho and Kingston feud. Because Kingston might start to reignite LAX now which gets Diamante into their faction, possibly, and then he's there with Pride and Powerful, and then we have, like, this feud there. And then what else happened? I think that was Wardlow's promo. That was Regal's promo. That was, um... What's his name? The new TNT champion. Scorpio oh, Sky Scorpio winning. Sky. Yeah, that was Scorpio Sky, like, winning the match. That... That uh, I know a lot of, or I saw a lot of negativity on that episode of Dynamite because there was like a couple of heel turns and there was all this other like stuff going on in it. But I really enjoyed it, and I gotta say, like, again, just for broadening and making a product for broad audiences from Revolution and that Dynamite, like, bravo, Tony Khan. Uh, and then one other thing that I wanted to talk about the other again what I was debating between that and Sting was Alex Shelley and Jay White at Sacrifice. Did you see that match? No, I did not. 
Okay. So again, this is me being a just an impact person, I guess. Now, um, I don't think there was a match at Revolution that was better than Alex Shelley and Jay White, dude. That they oh. were they were the same weekend, but that match was killer. Jay White apparently like Alex Shelley trained him when he was in New Japan. He Jay White went on ex- an excursion from New Japan to here. He stayed with Jay White. He was mentored, or he stayed with Alex Shelley. He was mentored by Alex Shelley, all this stuff. Jay White goes on to become Switchblade. Actually, I think Alex Shelley gave him that nickname. And now they're feuding. To, like It was supposed to be like a kind of a master versus apprentice where the apprentice has like come back as the master now. And that match kicked ass for all the right reasons. At the end of it, like it actually set up Shelly with Jay White with a feud now, and now we see Jay White and Chris Bay fighting, who are the Motor City Machine Guns, who I never knew before, even though they've had feuds with Young Bucks. I've seen a couple of their highlights, but never really any of their matches. Now I get to see this legendary tag team with Jay White and Chris Bay of the Bullet Club, and I'm super stoked for that story. Jesus. They had a match together too, Jay White, Chris Bay versus Motor City Machine Gun. So that, again, like th- there was a lot of stuff in the last few weeks. I would have talked endlessly about that match if we had a show that week. But yeah, that's definitely something to to pay attention to. And this is just showing there's tons of wrestling out there that it's good for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you like the the old, like, hardcore ECW stuff, GCW is there, and they're putting on a hell of a promotion as well. Oh, man. What is it? So, NXT. All right. (laughs) You haven't caught up. The sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, the sacrifice. But their women's division is still kick-ass. And so what I was thinking was going to happen was what I predicted should have happened. Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu got all the way to the finals. They're the most over. They should have won this tournament. They didn't. Whatever. What ended up happening is Kaylee Ray and Io uh, Shirai, the two of the better, the two better performers, won that the Dusty Cup final. The forever but, champions. Yes. So you are normally if you win the Dusty Cup finals, you challenge the tag team champion. Rumors are, Gigi is hurt. They said that they actually started, they joined the Dusty Cup to bring an end to Toxic Attraction. The way to do that is to take their leader's title. So mm. now the match at Stand and Deliver is a fatal four way between Io Shirai, Kaylee Ray, Deco- um, Mandy Rose, and Cora Jade. What? Yeah, so it's gonna kick ass, dude. Where we should have seen Io and Kaylee. Squaring off for a championship like long ago should have done been having rematches with them. We are going to finally see them wrestle for that championship belt. And also Mandy will be there and and Cora will contribute, I'm sure. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, also, you probably have to watch this week because they've been doing um, for the North American title. They're going to do a ladder match. Five people have already qualified for it. I don't have them in front of me, so sorry I've been such a crappy NXT champ or NXT fan. But this week, Cameron Grimes is fighting a kid who just came over from UK and Roderick Strong for the final spot in that match. So I believe we got to watch it because that's both of our faves. Okay. And put oh, some sort of geez. some sort of bet on it 
matches, depending on who gets into that. And then watch, A-Kid's going to end up winning it anyways, because it's NXT 2.0. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, I would be sto- I would be stoked if Cameron Grimes gets in there. And he's actually kind of been talking about, like, his dad, and he's got to change something. So I think we might be getting back to old country Cameron Grimes here <gasps> soon, dude. If he shows up oh, with that man. hat on, when- on Tuesday, I'm going to be stoked. Oh my god, I'd be so happy too. You know, if we make it make it worth it, is all of a sudden his beard and his hair grows out to where he used to be, <laughs> just have him like come out with a fake one. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Okay, well, um, I should be watching more NXT because I didn't say I was. I'm done with it. Like you have done so many. Times. I mean, I've still been watching it too. I say I'm done with shit all the time, but. <laughs> whatever Kaylee like Kaylee's here I can't just not support her I'm just I just I will say that I haven't been watching the product as much as I have and I know that people are stoked on it I don't personally like it so rather than just like bad mouth that I just don't watch it but I did watch I would say half of this week's show before I ended up falling asleep this last week's show and I did enjoy it more than I thought I did and more than I do the booking. Like this is a show that outshines its booking because its booking sucks so bad right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can I can just see what Jesus. <laughs> I would like one thing that I would like for this to happen and somebody else has floated it too. I don't remember where I saw it, but Rey Mysterio drops off Dominic here. Uh, that and could work. Then he wrestles in NXT for a while, but like always with a chip on his shoulder, like my dad fucking left me here and then shows up at Royal Rumble next year. Starts a program and a feud with Ray. I know that like they've come out and said that Ray has no interest in fighting him, but like starts a program with Ray at Royal Rumble, takes it all the way to WrestleMania. Dom beats him and starts wearing that mask. Yeah, because Ray, Ray got to rest, man. He got to retire. Like, you've done... You, take your... Yeah, dude, take your, your rest. Like, you, while you can and you're not broken, don't look at Mick Foley as, like, a, an end point. You've yeah. been doing this since you were 18 on TV. You don't need to do it anymore. Yeah, the, you got your boy in it. You can hand it off to him. Yeah. That would that'd actually be fantastic if he did that. Wow, that's such a good story arc. Yeah. It's WWE, so it's not going to happen. That's <laughs> Unless Vince somehow listens to this like, Hey guys, I got an idea. <laughs> yeah, even then, it wasn't floated by one of his yes guys, so it won't happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. We can, we'll both watch the product this week, see how it actually is. But, I mean... One well, I guess like our biggest gripe with it is, you say that this is to build up new stars, and they are doing that, but their champions right now are Mandy Rose and fucking Dolph Ziggler. Yep. Like yeah, we have. I have said that like this Dolph Ziggler having that championship is gonna get Braun on the WrestleMania stage, but I don't even know if that's gonna happen. It's probably just gonna be on the the stand and deliver stage, which is bullshit. Why would you even strap? A main roster person, ju- is it just to bring eyes because you had to have stand and deliver at 12 o'clock in the afternoon? Because you had to have WrestleMania be two days again? 
Like that sounds like bad business decisions. Why are yeah. you doubling down on bad business decisions? Yeah, and also trying to main event a talk show and not a match, which is hilarious. Yeah. And yes. such a fucking insult to the women. Like they've been killing it for years now. And you're really just gonna nostalgia fucking red meat to the to the fan base instead of giving like building new stars. This is why your product is suffering. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, whatever. On that down note, I guess we can end it. <laughs> so stoked to wrestling. No, the rest of wrestling is great. That's why WWE needs to start fucking participating. They haven't even been trying for weeks now. Months at this point. God damn it. Oh, all right. I'll, I'll save it for next week's episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Like, one, what did, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, one other thing that we at least got to talk about because we didn't was, I mean, I, we vaguely touched on it, but Jeff Hardy's here now. <laughs> we were so stoked on it going into the pay-per-view and then we just, neither of us have mentioned it at all. So at least should talk about it a little bit. They own the music. That's oh. what fucking did it. So they, so I guess they recorded it with a friend of theirs. So it's always been theirs. Oh, the Hardys own the music. Yeah. Okay. So it's always been theirs. I thought it was... When I heard that, I was like, Hey, hey, that's not how it's supposed to... Wait, how did they buy it for WWE? Nope. It's always been theirs. God, I, I didn't like, know that. Yeah, I, like, I didn't look at... I didn't go bother to go find out why, but when he showed up with his WWE music, I was like, what? Was like, what? <laughs> Tony Khan has a lot of money. <laughs> Oh yeah, man, that that crowd just popped. Yeah, and uh, I'll, even my brother's like, "Wait, what? What's he doing here now?" So <laughs> I'm like, "It's the Hardy Sun. They're back together." Yeah. Oh, Jesus. And then like, and then people were like, "Man, what a lackluster debut for Jeff!" Like, no, nah, fuck that, man. He's with his brother now. Like, just them yeah, hugging. They're so happy. Them hugging in that ring right after that, like that just. I'm so, I was so glad to see that and happy to see that. I'm like, yes, now we get to see them like have fun together. And then when Matt tweeted out later, like, you guys don't know how much we need each other. I'm like, I was like, fuck you. Yes, I do. Like, <laughs> I got brothers all over the place. I got Hector stuck in Phoenix over here. Well, I'm over here and Hector's in Phoenix. Like, I would love to grab Hector and hug him like that. Like, I just like, so stuff like that. Like, it really made me attached to that picture and like that whole moment. I loved him being back here. And I really want them to get some program time here. Yeah, I I just can't wait to see some of these tag team matches. Like, with the Hardys, pretty much just Hardys versus the entire tag team roster of yeah. AEW. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, this is going to be great. I yeah, I mean, one gripe that I have, and maybe this is wrong as, like, as a fan of cool, I always say, like, why are you complaining about cool shit? Like, this whole Seth Rollins run right now, people are complaining about it, and I don't get it, but that's neither here nor there. When Jeff jumped off of that shit this weekend on Wednesday, like, this is his first, this is his, well, no, I guess it's not his first, this is his second match here. Like, how are you guys going to top this at a pay-per-view? He's jumping off of the fucking 
balcony onto the merch tables already on dynamite. What? Hey, they just need you know they just gotta bring the Dudleys back and then we then we got a rematch from fucking uh, back in the day. I don't think so. I don't think Devon's coming back at all. <laughs> They'd also have to snake Edge over from WWE, and Vince would never let that happen. <laughs> I think Vince might hire a hitman to take out Christian before he allows. Edge and Christian to be a tag team against the Hardys in AEW? No way, dude. But if it happened, Tony Khan would knock it out of the fucking park. Uh, See, it's... Hey, you you either adapt or you die. And that's what Vince did back in the the Monday Night War. So, baby... It seems to be unable to right now. Yeah, like forbidden door and everything. Maybe that might happen. Or like, you know what? I want to team up, team up with my best friend and go against these guys that we have a rivalry with. It it could, it could technically be freaking WWE and T and an Impact versus AEW. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know how much they're working with Impact like long term. They haven't done anything with them since Royal Rumble, which is very disappointing to me. Yeah, and also, I know Jay White's bit like this is Switchblade is a very busy man, right? <laughs> but you gotta come back and appear on AEW again. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm watching so much Impact, dude. I honestly don't care. <laughs> I watch him every single week. I don't even know that he'd have a spot in AEW right now with like how much they're featuring everybody else and how much he needs to be featured. I'm happy with him in Impact right now. You just <laughs> you need to catch up on Impact. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. So go do that, and we'll be done with this episode and to catch up right in time. Put it out in time for everybody to catch up with us right before WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, perfect. Everybody enjoy some wrestling and keep looking out for each other. Yep. Bye, everybody. Later.